I'm Safia. I'm Jerry. Welcome to Three Swings Podcast. I'm going to just keep it 100. And it's because Mary Jane Paul taught me to stand in my truth. <laughs> she did. She and <laughs> this three spoon co- three spoons podcast. I'm Saf. I am I am done. <laughs> it's Jerry. And and we are also and with Kuf, Kuf and, Rock. Yeah, Kuf Rock. You know. And Mary Jane Paul apparently. The Rock, the center. The Kuf Rock, the Rock. The, he's the center. The founder. Kuf Rock, the no, center. All of that. All of that. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Seriously. He's our vibranium. He's our untapped resource. I'm mm. vibranium and the podcast that is Wakanda. You be the one talking about peep reaching, but the Black Panther reaches, but that was a reach. Mm-hmm. In any it case, all reach. jokes aside, Mary Jane Paul did te- teach me to stand in my truth. And that she is why right Paul now, Paul. something that, you know, Jerry and I have spoke Don't candidly. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're there with me. You're with, because we about to walk some stuff back and you're walking in tandem with, with me. I don't Can't know if you're holding you my say, hand. I don't know if We're you could say hands. that. I have to walk things back as well. No, no, we gotta walk well, it just, back. I'm gonna listen to what you gotta say, and I'm I'm going to reserve to right reserve the right to either agree or disagree. That's fine. That's okay. your prerogative. That's what we're gonna do. I already said what time it was. In any case, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. So on on a couple of different occasions, we have one time or another. Um, discussed our strong desire to see Cardi B and Tiffany Haddish win. Like we genuinely want to see them win. However, there was always a but that came after it. It was very much, we want to see them win, but we don't necessarily want to be entertained by them. Like we don't necessarily want to go to the movies. We don't want to listen to their album, but we definitely want to see them win. We are rooting for them. Don't get that misconstrued. The two are can be the two can be mutually exclusive like i can want to see you win and not support you at the same time right right okay yeah like you see what i'm saying so i'm personally and i believe jerry too will join me in walking that back because this weekend has been somewhat of an epiphany well the last week or two as i have watched um the Invasion of Privacy, Break Records, that's Cardi B's new album, debut album. And as I've watched The Last OG and truly enjoy Tiffany's Haddish's performance on it, I gotta walk it back. I am now supporting and being willfully entertained by Cardi B and Tiffany Haddish. I will stop short of walking it back. And I will tell you why. What? I'm going to defend my position, and you people <sighs> who have listened to and walked with us through this journey of our podcast from day one will also be able to validate the comments that are about to come out of my mouth as truth and gospel, according to Jerry. In Tiffany Haddish's instance, I always said that she was a great comedic actress actress i just didn't want to see her stand up because i didn't necessarily think she was a great stand-up comedian this sounds like a revisionist history somebody gonna have to roll the tapes they just gonna have have to to. to. look if fox news could get away with the shit i'm going to try look that's the precedent you want to set for yourself you know what i will go as low as it goes look i'm not michelle obama when they go low i try to find about a low place to be 
Shit, I'm not gonna go high. Oh, but here's the reality wow. of the situation. I do stand in my truth because it's mine <laughs> and not a fictional characters. Um, yeah, I took a shot. In terms of the Tiffany Haddish situation, I was always on board with her acting. I think she's a fantastic comedic actress. I think her timing is always spot on. I like her energy when she's not acting, you know, what she represents. I just wasn't a big fan of the stand-up because it was just the stand-up and it was like watching. And I think I made a comment to you about the same thing applies for like Mike Epps. Like, I could watch Mike Epps on TV all day. I could watch it in movies all day. I think I he's could kick it with him in the barbershop yeah, all, day, all day. All day. That kind of shit. But like, I don't for some watch, reason, yeah. when he gets on stage for me, it's not nearly as funny as him doing everything else. Mm -hmm. So that's where I was with Tiffany. So my attitude about it was, yeah, I want to see her do that shit and win all the time. I'm not going to a motherfucking show because I don't think she's funny like that in that regard. So we're gonna parking lot that, right? We're gonna parking lot it. Now with Cardi, yeah, okay. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Walk it back. Walk it back. You can't stop short of walking it back with Cardi. But I never Walk said I didn't want her to win on any we real level. No one ever implied that. But we both know, said Bodak we wanted Yellow. her to win. Like we you thought it was to a Bodak fluke. Yellow and he thought it was a fucking fluke. We thought it was a one-time deal. And man, she she ripped somebody else's fucking flow. So of course I was gonna be like, well, yeah. I mean, it's what it is. I thought the same thing too, Jay. And you know what, Cardi? I'm sorry. Shit, I didn't know you was being a student. I didn't know it was a student. I didn't know you. <laughs> was super fucking smart I mean I understood that you understood hustle properly and that made you smart I didn't realize how dope you were so I fucking apologize alright but I did not ever say that I didn't want you to win so if there are free tickets abounding I do want them but that's the thing like now you bringing Trumpism into it I'm gonna tell you why you oh. sitting there defending a point that was never contended no one ever said you said that you didn't want her to win. We both acknowledge that we've always wanted Cardi B to win. This is true. I was tender. We said we want check it for the music. We didn't want to listen to it. Yeah, but invasion it. of privacy was bananas. Oh my god. And I don't but the other thing, I don't not? know if it was bananas because Ooh. I had such a low standard. Think how low that bar was. There's Think a low bar low for her doing anything of worth in terms of a whole album but and, and here's the thing this is all real hindsight at the end of the day so now that i'm saying that i'm also remembering that it wasn't just bodak yellow that was a good hip-hop song like a lot of the shit that she was on was good and bodak yellow she did by herself by herself this wasn't like features can you know I, what I'm can let's I not let's not go there yet with the features no, no i don't want to talk about the features rappers. i just wanted to put a post-it note in that for one okay. second because I was thinking about this um, maybe two days ago when I was just because I was just like wow like she kind the way this album came out is it I felt like I was like 15, 16 again yeah. when Rough Riders First Lady came out when Eve's first um, debut album came out and so it, and I was like oh wow there's actually like parallels there between them stripping before they came into the game like there's a lot of similarities between them and I was like but there's one big thing that I feel like Cardi has done that I cannot think of any other female artist in recent memory, um, especially with this level of success has okay. done. Cardi's come out by herself. Yeah. Think about every yeah. female rapper that has dominated 
it was it was a part it, they uh, female rappers are always situated within a the group female of, of the male group. rappers the female they're of the, the group. female of the group they're the token Nicki Minaj that's Young Money like um Eve, Eve Rough that, that was Rough Riders Lil the Kim was down with so so with, deaf, with so, so deaf. although Kim, to be honest Huh? Fuji's was loyal with the Fuji with the fucking Fuji's. That's what I'm saying. Like every single even Lauren, even Lauren. I cannot the patron saint of female excellence in rap. Apparently, Rodiga, Flip Mode, Flip Mode, true. Like um, Trina, Slip and Slide. That was that was with um, Trick Daddy. So Jade was Rockefeller. Like think. Think about it. Like there is no with a fe- level of success. Yeah, Th- with in- with any true remote level of success, it was always maybe off- Queen Latifah might be the oh, only I'll one. Light and Latifah, that, right? Light and Latifah probably the only ones, which puts her in very rarefied Whoa, air. Oh, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. We're talking about icons of hip hop, not icon, not female icons, like icons. And she did it with bars, like the other two did. Because did those two that we just spoke about bars. did it with bars. She did it with bars. It, it it's impressive. Yeah, yeah. And I think I don't know if I was talking to you, Koof, about it. Or I think I, I feel like I was talking to you as well about it, Safia. One of the things that really struck a real chord in a good way with me was that it was a cohesive album, and it was about her the whole time. Like she has a couple of guest spots. Like even this, uh, what is the Barty joint? The shit with the twenty twenty one Savage, Savage Barty Cardi. Barty Cardi. So even with that. I forget. Like somebody had to remind. I think it was you that reminded me that Twenty One Savage was on that was you on the did. song. You did. Because I was like, nah, she did that whole shit. I was like, oh, you know what? He did say something on that song. But like, she is such a presence when she does shit that you know she doesn't need to have anybody be the yin and yang to her shit. She can co- she covers the whole. Ba- she covers all the bases. I mean, think about it. So out of thirteen songs. First of all, it's an album full of 13 Bodak Yellows within their own right. Yeah. That's the only way that you can explain them. They're almost them. all singles. They're all singles. Yeah. She get, like she, But it's still a cohesive album. It's still, a, you know why? Because they, she went, I feel like she took old, she revamped old school 90s, 2000 A&R style marketing and just forget the surprise albums and trying to do stuff out the box. Like she just took Give a formula, date. dusted it off and it still, she took two singles and she worked the hell out of them two singles yeah. and then dropped an album full of like Cardi like she can go on tour with this she did this shit like like she did like you said like back in the 90s she can head niggas really yeah. had to like I gotta push this I, exactly that's what she did and that and then released an album like all jokes aside Cardi can headline a tour with this not a lot of niggas can headline a tour after their first album and you remember when she they were talking about she was going on tour with Bruno Mars like what is she gonna sing Bodak Yellow all night no. Oh, I mean, no, first she's of not. all, I mean, think about it. She got 13 songs, and I think six of them have features. And motherfuckers forget that she did mixtapes. So she she covered all the bases. Cardi was literally dropping mixtapes or dropping songs. Then she went, you know, like I'm going full retard, as it were, to, to coin the Tropic Thunder phrase. I'm going full retard, and... I'm gonna do it just like how the old school motherfuckers do it or did it, mm-hmm. and and it and it and it won the Academy Award. You know what I'm saying? Because she did my left foot, and it won. 
you know it, the the old formula still works like and i think that if anything you can learn that like from a, a from a music business standpoint like if any executive yeah like yeah. If anyone can say hey guys we completely abandoned this formula that yeah. still works like that's number one cardi showed that the dollar works as opposed to bitcoin that's kind of how like, that yeah went. like it still works like everybody's like, like no no bitcoin's gonna be the new thing well, you could still cash a check. Yeah, like it still could be a dollar. Yeah, still um, can happen. I mean, because and you know what's one thing that got me really excited is the first track, "Get Up on 10. Mm-hmm. Um, "Dreams and Nightmare" hasn't been the same to me since Drake sat Meek Mill down. Of course, because Drake sat Meek Mill down. And like I don't care, like I have never been in a club. It's like six a.m. in Calabasas is prior prior to Drake sitting Meek Mill down. Prior to Drake sitting Meek Mill down, I had never been in a club where that song came on and it didn't change the course of the evening. Like Mm. that's like Dreams and Nightmare was that song. And then of course you know Meek had to be put. Meek was put in this. He didn't have to be. Meek was put in this place because he brought that upon them himself. Yeah, Let's that be was very a self-inflicted clear. wound. Yeah, that was a self-inflicted wound. Um, like th- that's legit, just shooting yourself in the gun while leaving the club, walking yeah, down the did, stairs. He did shed a bomb himself. Though. Yeah, like so. you didn't have to be any of those people that you became, yeah, but you, and you just you you basically shot Drake into your foot. Exactly, exactly. So um, there's been a void in my life mm-hmm. because. I, I don't necessarily have that song anymore. And I wasn't even looking for a replacement. It's just been like, it's there. Cause you hear the song now and it just don't do the same for you. What like, does it do the same for you? you it, just, for me, it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. You can feel it in the air. Like I, when I was at homecoming, that song came on in the club and it just, it was like, hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. No, I did thought she was finished actually. I thought it was done. Yeah, I just, I, I think can't finish be- now. Right? Yeah, like I can't believe the song is still going on. Um, Get up on 10. The first track on Cardi B's album, oh nigga, if that don't give you dreams and nightmare feels, I don't know what it does. Oh, for, that does something to me. For the record, three friends, um, podcasters, um, I was not a big fan of dreams and nightmares, <laughs> uh, so it doesn't give me the same feeling that it gives Safia. But just in case you also feel the same way I feel, I am also there with you. But yeah, continue. <laughs> I actually sent a video of myself singing the very last part of of uh, get up on 10 to jerry last week saturday morning like that's how, sunday morning like fully dressed sunday mm-hmm. morning not even 10 o'clock and oh. i was just i'm gonna make an f nigga feel me i'm gonna do a pro bitch filthy rah. like what yeah. mm-hmm. like it just i don't I don't need to make an F nigga feel me. I don't. Like, I don't want to do nobody dirty, let alone a broke bitch. She's already down on her time. She don't That's need me to true. do dirty. That's also true. But that, the bravado in that album, mm-hmm. oh, I haven't heard that And in. the sensitivity. The bravado and the sensitivity. Yeah, she covered a there lot of a emotional lot. There is. There. It's complete. And it brings me back to the whole situation in terms of like that's a that's that's an album like as far as people understand what albums are supposed right. to sound like so you know we we you know I, I feel like it might be age it might be age specific in terms of how we approach listening to albums so we look for cohesion I think when you become like twenty five and up we look for cohesion yeah. in terms of albums yeah and I think you know as 
the younger generation because they're used to having a bunch of songs on an album just that on be, there haphazardly well just, i wouldn't call it haphazardly i'm not going to d- diminish them oops. in that regard in terms of haphazardly but i am going to say that there may not be a single thread speaking to the album if you got 21 songs on an album yeah it might be haphazardly. Well, here's the thing. I will tell and you this. And that's not shots to any of the female rappers that put 21 tracks on the album. No, no, no. I'm not speaking to the, to the to the cohesion. I'm speaking to the 21. So, like, you know, De La Soul is Dead is like 25 tracks deep, theoretically speaking. But, you know, a lot of that is uh, uh, skits and intros and interludes and all of this. But it's a single thread. The whole album is about the death of De La Soul, basically. It's telling the story. It's like, telling the story. And that's, a, what I'm, that's what I'm talking yeah, about, the fact like, that there's no cohesion. And, no, but, I'm, but what I'm saying is it doesn't diminish the, the, the work that the younger cats put in. It just, it's a different thing. For us, Cardi B, she revisits something, so it's not necessarily, it, it may be a form of nostalgia for us, but it's clearly somebody new doing it. And that's the thing that I wanted to speak to, yeah. too. It wasn't like she was doing a throwback album. Is that we're used to having a cohesive or an album that we can see a single thread sewn through. And Cardi does that with that, which makes me like her even more. Because up until that point, I just thought she was out here winning to be winning. Because you should try to win at all times. Yeah. And she has been winning. And I was a fan as far as that was concerned. But now it's like, okay, she's paying attention to everything. She's smart. She's hella intelligent. She has a plan. She's working through her plan. She's being political about things. She's chilling. She's spazzing. It's all she's, this thing and it's happening And in she real seems way. to be doing everything that you said and r- still maintaining what seems to be a really... D- healthy level of her authenticity yeah right and that's what's and that's that's more impressive yeah it's really impressive she still sounds like old girl who's doing the the little vine videos and shit Mm -hmm. it's still her yeah yeah you know with more responsibility i imagine absolutely and well m's in the bank i have no what to do with these racks is what she would say that's what she said that's what she would i say. feel like you're kind of veering towards the more bravado of the situation which is fine because you know, you know what i haven't had that feeling um i haven't you had that feeling in a long time you want you want you want you need your monday your monday morning music that's what you need i have you need your hump day music like oh, i gotta get through this fucking week I, I haven't I haven't felt that in a really long time like seriously like even um I wanted to go to the club just to strip club just to hear Bickenhead yeah like were you a big Project Pat fan I was a huge Project Pat fan so what tell me how you felt like I don't know if you had any fair warning before the song came on or if you just heard it as for the first time but like how did you feel hearing um, that? to be honest I understood it to be, you know, uh, uh, what is what is the word I'm looking for? An, an homage. Yeah. But it didn't I, feel like she was trying to redo it. It felt like something different. It, right. right? So, like... It felt it, like a head nod. Yeah, like, yo, what? we here. I, I remember. See you. I remember. I remember. I remember. You know, a, a short aside, <laughs> though, I saw, like, the girl the chat was spazzing out about Cardi B, and it made me feel like you just wanted the guest spot. I think because what are you mad about? Who are you talking about, Nikki? No, Lachat oh, from Lechat. Chickenhead. Oh, Chickenhead. She was out here on her Instagram because somebody showed me. One of my coworkers showed me the video and Lachat out here popping off about Cardi B using Bickenhead for you know. And I'm like, yo, but 
You gotta look, relax, the pe- yo. Look, the people who own the rights to it got paid. They got paid. Maybe that wasn't you. That's not Pat, Cardi's fault. Pat and 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 Juicy and probably Paul, because I'm not mistaken, Paul shares some of that credit on some level. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that shit turned out, but everybody else was good. Everybody else was on board. So, <laughs> so if you didn't get the memo, that that says more about where you that are. That says more about where you are, and, and that's not Cardi's fault. That's not. I think you are misdirecting your angst. Yeah. But that's not the only female that has something to say. I ain't either. worried about Nikki, man. <laughs> you know, Nikki got her own issues. Nikki going, Nikki going to fuck around and 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 put herself in a bad space. She's putting herself in a bad space. So rather she's than she's putting herself on an island, and it's not necessarily the time for that. It's just not. She could, you know, what she could have done. She could have held Cardi B's hand, even if it was just face. You know, just FaceTime. Just, just if even if it looked like she was doing it, and it, and in reality, she didn't help her do shit. She could have politically made this a win for her since last year. Look, and Cardi, she refused. Look, Cardi said, "I got enough bras. I don't need your support." No, but no, nah, I'm just bars, saying. bars. But but you're bars. talking about you talking about on the after <laughs> effect though. There was a time when when Cardi was just getting her shit off, and you know, y'all see each other around the way, and you take the picture with her. You come out, yo, you want me on the track? You come let me know. Motherfuckers do that shit all the time. But Nikki never seems like the kind of person that well, does that. Because Nikki, Nikki felt like nobody did that for her. And then but got, on everybody's but the, shit. But then she turned around and did the exact same thing that she claims that Kim did to her. Like, And it's just like... Because Nikki's at, 10 years deep in it at this point. At what point do, you, do y'all, like, come on. Yeah, stop replaying that history. Come on. It's relax. old. It's stale bread. Yeah, it's real stale bread at this point. Oddly enough, it seems to be, and this is the ironic thing about it, it, seems to be that she's fucking with her body, like Little Kim was. Like yeah, it's just shit when going I saw her, her bottom, looking crazy. Yeah, I, like I saw a picture from her at Coachella, and yeah, I was like, like, "That's not okay. That's not healthy." And any nigga that wants you to look like that is a crazy nigga. You need to stop fucking with him or them. Because that shit look, the shit looks circus like. Can I have a sidebar just for a quick, quick second? Because yeah. because as soon as you said that, any nigga thought of Nas, right? And somebody, I said, Twitter is such a. It was the best of times and it was the worst of times. That's okay. really all that you can say about Twitter. Right. In any case, but somebody tweeted this meme and it was just like, yo, and it was two pictures of Nas because. He, he basically put two pictures on Instagram. One, and the caption was like, just ordered my drink. And then he put a second picture up in the same exact position, except this time, the drink was in his hand and the caption was, got it. And somebody posted both pictures and was just like, y'all over 40 crew really be showing y'all age, bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Funny as hell to me. I'm missing the joke because, No, because same same thing is like that Spike Lee Instagram photo oh, that he chose. Okay. okay. Like sometimes older people in social media. Yeah, is we don't ju- be having our shit right. It, it is it is just comical when it's not meant to be. Sometimes, yeah, unintentionally. Like, why correct. are you looking so close to your own so camera? Close? What's wrong with you? Like, oh. Everybody in my family that's over sixty take all take selfies the exact same way. Everybody, hella close, just hella close. I can see up your nostrils. Right. <laughs> like, why do you be that close though? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. 
Sorry, but that yeah. was my sidebar. I don't know. When you said Nikki, it, it triggered off that thought about Nas because apparently that really was a real relationship and now it's really over. So Yeah, well, good. Good. I think we made a comment about that when that shit first jumped off too. We did. We did. So we've done, we've, 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 we've made our... Um, Cardi our, got bars. Our, our penance to That's Cardi. That's all I got to say. Who co so I felt what are they saying about co writers? Who said clearly? Who how do we know this? Cardi said it. Cardi said it. Cardi, Cardi said, said yeah, much like Drake said it. She's like, I don't have a ghostwriter, I have a co writer, he's credited on the yeah. it says he wrote. Yeah. I'm like So is Cardi I don't know, like does she have a co writer on every song? I don't think it matters though. I don't. This is the thing, and let me let me let me jump ahead of this shit. Let me let me put my two cents and shit. Huh? Oh well, we know that. Well, yeah, but motherfuckers was acting like Lil Kim was writing her shit, and then motherfuckers found out Lil Kim clearly wasn't writing her shit. But at, I, at one point. But here's the thing: everybody knew, at least in Brooklyn, everybody knew Kim wasn't writing. I that, thought Kim was writing her shit. I never in my life and I'm ever from thought. Brooklyn. No, no, I never. And, and it's part of the reason why I was never a big Kim fan. I'm one of them rare Brooklyn chicks that never really f with Kim. Mm -hmm. I was a huge Eve fan. I was, and if we want to get New York, I was a Foxy fan. Was who Foxy also fan didn't? Too. Who also didn't write her rhymes either? You know who wrote her rhymes? Jean no. Grey. Really? I didn't know that. Jean Grey writes her rhymes. No, no, she didn't write Foxy's rhymes. Oh, I thought she Jean was Grey saying Jean Grey wrote her own rhymes. No, no, yeah, writes we know her that. Own rhymes. Eve writes her own rhymes too. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, Rod Digger. Right. Writes her own rhymes. And Rodiga fucking flame you in a freestyle. Remy writes her own rhymes. Yeah, I feel but like I know Remy writes her own rhymes though. But I don't. Uh, I feel like you know if it's by proxy on some level, then okay, fuck it. But here's the thing: we initially thought that she couldn't even make a cohesive sounding song. This is true. You know what I'm saying? And so her, now it's like... And don't get the, the the flow. Not everybody could deliver some of the flows that she got on there. And that used to be my shit there. with Fergie. I used to have my same issues with Fergie. I was like, y'all motherfuckers could be beefing about Fergie being a whack-ass whatever, but Fergie actually got a flow. Like, Fergie could rhyme. It might not be hers, but if you put the the words in front of her, yeah. she gonna make the shit sound good. It's like Dr. Definitely like Dr. Dre. Yeah. 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 So absolutely. If if Dre gets a pass, how come Cardi don't? I'm not saying Cardi doesn't get a pass. I honestly did not hear about the part where her acknowledging the co-writer. Because I'm not yeah. gonna lie, I kind of low key um, felt a ways when I was having a conversation. Somebody was like, "Well, who wrote this?" And I'm like, "Well, why are we just jumping to the conclusion that someone had to automatically write this and because it's, it's so good that she couldn't have wrote it?" But herself. she could have written all of that, and she could have she could be crediting some of these motherfuckers with the like chorus. Kanye credit motherfuckers. Kanye be giving motherfuckers all kinds of credit, and that nigga could literally be like, "Yo, Kanye, you should drop add more that cowbell." Yeah, writer's credit. credit. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's true. So it's like, true. It's true. So it could be a motherfucker could have written a whole rhyme, or it could be the motherfucker wrote Tuesday. It, hell, there's a lot of niggas that got ghost writers. They got a bunch of co-writers, and guess what? They with all that collaboration, still can't put out what Cardi B just right. did. Yeah, can't so, put out no great album. I mean, I'm just saying, I was thoroughly impressed. Because at the end of the day, album. what do you want? You want a great album, or you want to know that somebody wrote it? Honestly, yeah, right. A lot of his stuff is heavily co-written. I don't think we care sometimes. Nah, I don't think I care about when it's the product. 
when the project is done and is that fucking good because you know like we were having a conversation a little while ago and I had not known that Jay had written um, Dre Day was it Dre Day? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bloom, oh, Dre Day. Bloom, 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 bloom. Yeah, I forgot the name of that song. Still. Still. Okay. Yeah. Dre wrote. I mean, um, Jay Z wrote that. When you listen to it, it sounds. And when you right when you think about it, it sounds like like when Maxwell um did um Fortunate, R Kelly did Fortunate. R Kelly wrote that. It's like Maxwell's biggest hit, basically. And R. Kelly, and I then when you listen that. to it, yeah, when you listen to it, when you play it back, I'm gonna go back. Head, oh, you know I'm gonna like, do that. Yeah, that does sound like an R. Kelly, but the filter made it that much better because right. Maxwell Maxwell murders it. So when we're speaking about like the validation of Cardi as an artist, or at the very least as a creative, you know, do we diminish her greatness because she had a collaboration in terms of the writing? You know what I'm saying, like. I don't. I don't think you do when it, I personally don't think you do when it, when you see the project at, at at its finish. Now, if she's going up for lyricist of the year, then yeah, it's a different story. But we're not. We we never treated Cardi like we treat most deaf. We can't have. You know a, what I'm we can't a have a moving target with Cardi because. When she first came on the scene, we didn't even take her seriously as a, as a rapper. Right. So we can't, we can't. You can't not, keep raising the bar of acceptance. Now that she didn't put out an album, now we're right, going to be like, nah, she didn't write everywhere. We didn't even expect, we didn't even expect Yo, her to do that. Yo, she don't write like Pharrell March. Yeah, nigga, she not Pharrell March. March. She not. She ain't never Pharrell March. And I'm, t- I'm speaking to myself within this too. Low key, I'm actually surprised that I was even able to come up with a response because as soon as you started talking about Fortunate, I started thinking about Division Sample that he did on his album, which right. is bananas. I'm sorry of that of Maxwell's Fortunate. Sorry, so but just like, like to throw R. that out there. Oh, Kelly getting that motherfucking check. He's still getting a check he from that. Ain't he? his pedophilia. So okay, when are we gonna we, can't, never mind. Chill. We got. We're gonna. We're gonna finish. We're gonna do our penance with with Cardi. Cardi, we sorry. Cardi, we arrived with we, you. We until apologize the and we no do. No questions asked. We, we do. are officially in your camp. We are. We in riding. regards to Tiffany Haddish, though, I'm checking for the last OG, and part of it is because Tiffany is a part of the reason. So this is what threw me about the last OG. Tiffany Haddish is the straight man. In the show, <laughs> okay, yeah. that was the she, and she's still funny. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's still, and that's what made me even more impressed with her because she has to play the straight man. She is. She not the wild motherfucker. She the she the buttoned up motherfucker in the show. She the like, one that I had to be an adult because your ass didn't make no. She sense. really turned her life around. Right. So she has to getting this legit money, this nonprofit money. Right. Like, she out here next level in it, changing lives, changing lives. Yeah, and having to put up with this ex felon motherfucker. But she was really riding for him. So she's playing a straight person and still giving us, delivering us this multifaceted comedic role. Where did they unearth Malik Yoba ass? Because... Who was funny. <laughs> Wavy. Now, here's why I'm going to tell you why. Um, first of all, I just... I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Malik Yoba is my first entrance into black men, like dark-skinned black men. Like, that is when I fell in love with black men. New York Um, Undercover? It was New York Undercover, and I remember my half-sister at the time, she, I was like, ooh, Torres is cute, and she was like, no, he's not. You need to be looking at Malik Yoba. Mm. Um, I forgot his name on the show. 
But apparently, the black guy. But but apparently, I didn't forget Tori's name. Anyways, and it was literally that was the pivotal moment. That was it. So Malik Yoba is my like my obsession that I have with Dark Sam. Malik Yoba was the door. He was he was the door. So I got to say that I also hung out with him on a random Brooklyn street a couple years ago on a corner outside of his building. One of my friends lived there, and we chopped it up. He was really cool. Um, I was I, impressed with the fact that he really was wavy. I say all this. In terms of, I was about, to, I was about to buzz a joke like, oh, where did they unearth this nigga from? Because we really haven't seen or heard from him in a while. But all jokes aside, he was the perfect character. <laughs> like he was the perfect pick for that show. Yeah. Like just, just a a nigga just out, you know, a whole swoop nigga just trying to make his way. And and today just kind of got that scent of, you know, still eighties flair on him. Mm-hmm. Like still kind of got a, a shiftiness about him. Yeah. Like it's. It works. It yeah. does. I'm still pulling that. the same bullshit he was pulling before yeah. your boy got like locked up. Like nothing's changed. Like nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. And it speaks to how dope that show is because I really thought it was going to be like a caricature of something, but there are some very, some very Ooh. strong points Ooh. attached to what goes on. Gentrification. Name them. Gentrification. Yeah, you know, but even dealing with your relationships yeah. with people mm-hmm. where you feel like you need to grow and these people, they have grown, but they don't respect your growth either because that also was what was going on between Malik Yoba and Tracy Morgan's character. And also dealing with the Tiffany Haddish character. So the show itself, on the surface, is just like a comedy on some level. But it's speaking to some real life... Things that you have to be that you have to deal with on a day to day basis. I'll tell you why it's be, that's why they when we talk about the people on your team are so important because if you're not aligning yourself with people that have like minded goals that are going you know that are on kind of have the same kind of blueprint plan as you then your any type of impediment that you have to like your any type of growth that you have can see it be seen as a detriment to the person that you're standing next to if yeah. y'all not aligned going the same places like so now that's what's causing i feel like that's what causes friction amongst people because y'all not going y'all don't got the same plan so my growth that i'm naturally doing you're you are you're fighting against that and naturally so because that is a threat to where you're going right but and it shouldn't be but the well, answer, but the it answer should be if you're not planning on going there. The answer to that is that y'all shouldn't be walking the same path. Y'all shouldn't be in the same group. But then, but all of that is coming out of last OG, yeah. and I think that's pretty impressive to do within 30 minutes. Yeah, and yeah. not even, and then still touching on the rehabilitation coming out of uh, being incarcerated, right? Gentrification in Brooklyn, like yeah, because you don't know or gentrification anyway, because cities are going through it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. I mean, I, I read that shit all the time, no matter where you are. Places, you know, you you wake up one day and it has to be hard for motherfuckers who've done time just to get into a space and then try to navigate through that because your neighborhood could literally be gone. And then you're doing all of that. Everything seems, with the addition of technology, everything seems like it's like exponentially faster. Than yeah. what it, like, well, I because mean, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, me going back to Brooklyn feels dis- like displacement. Yeah, you know, uh, Dina was in, and for all you don't know, Dina's love of my life, so I'm just going to address her as Dina instead of going to all the... Shut up, you bomba club. <laughs> uh, so Dina's back around the way, right? She has, she's been in Brooklyn no more than one occasion. Hey, she Dina. Now that, you know, that's where we need to be at in the whole life and all of this. But she's... Her brother lives basically in my neighborhood on some level. Right. Um, so she's there... 
she's like, yo, man, this is really nice. I can see how. Like, yeah, that's not at all how my neighborhood looked as I was growing, <laughs> growing up. up. That's not my you know, experience. <laughs> I didn't have the bulgogi shop. You know, there was no Starbucks there. There wasn't even a black coffee shop. There wasn't a Jamaican coffee shop. I'm not sure we sold coffee in Crown Heights, <laughs> to be honest. Like, nigga, you get your coffee in your house. You get the fuck out. Nah, the bodegas had coffee. Bode- I'm not sure if my bodega had a coffee. That's a, come on. Your bodega had my coffee. My bodega sold coffee like Folgers on the shelf next to the bread but they didn't make me no coffee I didn't get no coffee till I got on Fort oh, Green Place n- no I'm you, you know what you're right because the bo- it wasn't even a bodega it was a I kept thinking about the one place I've only bought coffee once in my life and mm-hmm. it was from it was it, but it was it was it was more like a a breakfast bagel shop right. type of deal and they that wasn't my bodega yeah it'd be like Dean and DeLuca it was, it was right next nah it wasn't you know, it, you know what I'm in saying, 2018 so, yeah. sure but you know it was just sandwich shop by the right. train station right you know? right <laughs> like I can get coffee and I used by to get, train get station, coffee and yeah. bagels literally from off by Sterling Place um, at the Blimpies yeah and my, my man Barney probably remember. I used to go get a bagel and cream cheese and a coffee and then go play basketball at Leffitt's Park which mm. is weird for a teenager to do but that's where I was, was which is why I'm only as tall as I am now because I was stunting my growth with the coffee and shit. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, you know, my neighborhood ain't the same. I can't afford my neighborhood. The neighborhood is a different thing. And I am actively in society. Like, right. gainfully employed, doing whatever. I can't imagine how crazy it is for a motherfucker who's been locked up. Right. And it speaks to that inside The Last OG. And it's funny because they didn't just play it out like, oh, it's just him trying and it's just funny. And it's like, it's not funny. It's, there's jokes attached to it because life is hilarious, hilarious. Right. But you know, it's you know some of that shit is a real thing. And watching Tiffany Haddish navigate through that it's, as the straight person oh, is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Because it's like just there's the, a frustration attached. Yeah. Like nigga, you can't be serious yeah. with you just in my get life right now. <laughs> like why now? I'm straight. Like, right. And you're threatening that. You're right. threatening my livelihood. My whole livelihood. These kids are fine. They're okay. They're doing good things. I got meet a nice guy. Yes, he's a white guy, but he's my white guy. I am making all kinds of money, and now you are throwing rocks in my pond making the wrong kind of fucking wave. But but you could and tell And it's amazing how she's navigating that role. But you could tell that Tiffany Haddish character on the show, mm-hmm. she's definitely bumping invasion of privacy because it is that New York kind of nostalgic yeah, record. Yeah, 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 like yeah. all jokes aside. Yeah, she's like, doing that on the way to the nonprofit. Oh, at, oh, oh, just like I am on the way to work. Yeah. Like I roll up to work. Well, no, I don't roll up to work. I you roll to, up into the parking lot and turn it down. No, I, no, I listen oh. to gospel on the way in the morning. But I leave work. You leave work on invasion of privacy. Get invasion on privacy. You, Absolutely. You, you roll in on Yolanda Adams and leave out on Cardi B? Absolutely. I think that's how you finish the sentence with Cardi B. Yeah. It has to be an exclamation mark. Cool. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, cool. I'm cool with that. So, yeah. So, I mean. So, Cardi, Tiffany. We apologize. We always wanted you to win. Always that we are win. on record. That's on tape. We that's on one of the previous episodes. Yeah, I'm not ashamed. Thank to you say to those loyal you. listeners who listen, like Rich and Vanika and other people. Thanks to all of y'all. Like we really do appreciate it. Um, but to our loyal listeners, they heard us say we want them. We've always wanted Tiffany and, Car- and Cardi to win. And now, if they call and they need us to help them win, we we're definitely there. answering that call. There you go. There you. Go. That's what we're going to be. There doing. you go. Thanks for stopping by. The Three Spoons Podcast. I'm Saf. I'm Jerry. Koof. The Rock. 
The Rock. Out.